you guessed it. Shenanigans ensue. Co-host one reports a co-host two. What's the name of the show? Shenanigans ensue. Yeah. Hello, I'm Jasmine. And I'm Jane. And welcome to Shenanigans ensue. A podcast where your standing films will time and test themselves. (laughs) (laughs) That line was so bonk. She was losing her mind. (laughs) Yeah. Each episode, we'll watch a rom-com and discuss its merits as a member of the rom-com genre. We'll cover well-worn classics, hidden gems, and everything in between. We'll give you our unsolicited opinion on every trope, caper, and flim-flam the film used or maybe abused. And of course, the the shenanigans! shenanigans. (laughs) Yes! Yay, shenanigans. So, this episode will be discussing an early 2000s classic, Win a Date with Tad Hamilton! Tad Hamilton! And we have to do the upward inflection because the movie has an an official official exclamation point, point. so you have to do that (laughs) upward inflection. Oh my gosh. When Jane mentioned this movie, I at first was like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) And then quickly realized I knew exactly what she was talking about. Mm -hmm. So if anyone else felt that way too, and the memories came flooding back, let us know. (laughs) (laughs) This is a classic early 2000s movie. And it's so much fun and just wild. (laughs) So ridiculous. (laughs) Honestly, it really, really is. Okay, so in case you haven't remembered yet, let us refresh your memory on this classic. (laughs) Grocery store worker Rosalie Fudge is delighted when she wins a date with movie star Tad Hamilton. Tad is only going on this date, however, because he is trying to rehabilitate his image to land a big role, and this competition was the solution. However, when the date goes better than expected, Tad flies out to West Virginia to see Rosalie. Upsetting her best friend Pete, who has been in love with her for years. Shenanigans ensue! And they really, really do. So many shenanigans. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So many. (laughs) So ridiculous. (laughs) I don't know why I forgot about this movie, especially considering how many big names are in it mm-hmm. even like freaking octavia spencer's in this movie yeah she has maybe one full scene but she's just like chilling there she's like hanging out is that octavia spencer what's happening you kept saying it and i was like what where because i didn't notice her until she had her actual scene but i kept being like what <laughs> I noticed her at the toll, but like just briefly in profile. Yeah. And it was so quick, like a blink and you miss it. But she has such a distinguishable profile, Mm. at least to me. So I was like, is that her? I don't know. That's so funny. And it was. And Sean Hayes, Nathan Lane, Catherine Hahn. Oh my God. And this is at the height of the Topher Grace times. I can't believe Mm -hmm. (laughs) this movie's of, oh gosh. (laughs) It really is an interesting slice of time. Let's just say that for sure. Everyone has frosted tips. I cannot. Everyone looks like a Backstreet Boy and I'm dead. (laughs) Get out of here. (laughs) It's like peak early 2000s. It truly is. And it's just so excellent. (laughs) 
especially coming off your place or mine, yep. where we felt personally attacked by the early 2000s sequence. Without trying to be funny and make a point about a flashback <laughs> scene, like this was made in the time. Yes, it was genuine and sincere. Oy, oy, oy. <laughs> I loved it though, honestly. Me too. How delicious. I can't. <laughs> I want to hit some of the tropes. Oh, I'm going to be adding some in here for sure. Yeah. Or at least one. Okay. <laughs> Before we dive into those shenanigans, which I know we are rearing at the bit to get into. I want to get into so many of them. Mm. The characters in this movie. (laughs) Okay, we've got love triangle, friends to lovers, country girl, city boy, celebrity in a small town, drama in the rain, misunderstanding... Music soundtrack, doing the most, which is our newest addition to the tropes. Mm-hmm. And I'm adding in montage. <laughs> yes, all the montage. Of course, Jasmine's the montage queen. <laughs> it's almost a throwaway. You'll miss it if you were getting popcorn or a drink yeah. before the movie properly started. But it's there and we'll talk about it. <laughs> okay, I want to start with the soundtrack because this is something that's emerged through us doing this podcast guys soundtrack is just incredible yeah how did we not know (laughs) that everyone was doing this as a trope how did i not notice this before we were so desensitized to it that we just accepted it it's so good but it was just so on the nose amazing i have no words one of the ones that i was dying about (laughs) is they're showing the town from the air and the song basically had a line about a train and so they literally showed a train as an aerial shot and i was like really (laughs) i don't you didn't need to do this (laughs) i ride in on a train is the line from the song train shot overhead why And then I'm going to misremember the actual lyric, but it was something to the effect of doing the same thing every day, cut to everyone in the general store or the grocery store yep. having the same day. Yep. I'm like, why? And then the California song. Oh, we're two. When she's in California. There's two California songs, Jazz. Right. The one. When she's in California for the first time yes. and when she's about to go back bad i looked it up because i was like (laughs) what are the names of these california songs and the first one when we have that cali montage yeah is we've got bounce in california is that one you know that one (laughs) and then the other one the name of the song is literally back to cali when she's about to go Go back to cali (laughs) yep i can't this is how on the nose it is there's no room for subtlety (laughs) so glad that this is now a thing i have one more at the end okay so rosalie is like driving through the rain chasing after pete and on the radio there's a song that's going i will not be beaten oh gosh she changes the radio station and the song is you're gonna leave me for another guy oh my gosh get out of here i love it it's so funny They knew they were doing this. And so they play with it at the end of the movie. They knew they were being so on the nose to the point that they make it into a bit. I know. (laughs) This new discovery, I honestly am so delighted by whoever put the song list together now for these movies. Because it's so funny every time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dead. I love it so much. And since we were talking a little bit about it, oh my God, girl, those montages. Oh my goodness. (laughs) 
That Kali montage. Honestly, delightful. So it's all delightful. of the things that she's seeing while sitting in the backseat of a limo. There was kids at a lemonade stand and the lemonade was $9 a glass and uh. she made a face. And it was very funny. <laughs> I was writing a note when that happened and so I looked up and I missed what was shocking about the lemonade stand and I was like oh no so I'm glad you caught it it's nine dollars that's why it was and in the early 2000s seriously that's like a 20 dollar glass of lemonade that's so funny yes she's just kind of losing her mind a bit about what California has in store for her mm-hmm. the thing that was so funny to me about seeing the dog in the back seat but then like cut to twins on a leash yep the juxtaposition and her whole face is like what's happening that was a thing at that time period that stopped right i don't really see that anymore i don't think so well at least i haven't seen it for a while i've seen it maybe on a very rare occasion and it might be just a neurodivergence tool but it used to be a thing that parents would just kind of have like backpack leashes on all their kids just to not let them run off. I don't know why. Yeah, I really don't know. <laughs> the thing that I've seen most recently is cats on a leash. Yeah. Which is interesting to me. But yeah, I don't know. I think the kids on a leash thing was left at some point in the 2010s. Yeah. I don't know. Oh my gosh. I don't know why we did that. And then I am obsessed with the opening credits montage. I feel like I want to go back and watch the film just to read all of the clippings (laughs) for the contest. Basically, the movie starts off with almost what looks like somebody cut and pasted pieces out of a magazine and made a vision board Mm -hmm. of the different contest articles. This is how you went this is what you're going to do you can win a date blah blah at one point that time period being so unapologetically exclusionary and just cringe yeah at one point i read proof of female gender to enter i was like whoa yep that time period was brutal (sighs) you would never be able to do that now yeah everyone can enter and you'll go on the date like don't be weird that was rough but at the time period i don't know mm-hmm. gosh but the rest of the comedy in it when all those little clippings are pretty fun i really thought you know this movie was gonna age worse than it did sam and it did hold up okay there are bits and pieces of those moments yeah, but it's not it wasn't too bad <laughs> <laughs> this movie held up a lot better than i thought it would to be perfectly honest oh oh we finally are at a primo Example of why Jane dislikes friends to lovers. Mm, Please, mm -hmm. Jane, take it away because this is your forte. (laughs) I don't know about forte. (laughs) It's just... (laughs) I spent a good deal of the movie texting Jazz being like, this... This is why I sometimes hate the friends to lovers trope. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what are all of the adjectives we gave Topher Grace's character throughout the film? We were just like, ooh, sad boy. Yes. Oh. Just like, sad boy. Grumpy boy. Pete (laughs) was so entitled in this movie. Pessimistic boy. And it drove me. Creepy boy. (laughs) Bananas. (laughs) (laughs) We gave him so 
so many names throughout, but it always ended in a boy. Yes, but boy spelled B-O-I, yep. just for like extra sadness. Pete is weirdly bitter and pessimistic from the start, and literally the only explanation I can come up with is because he didn't shoot his shot. Yeah, I don't know. Like, okay, you can be angry with yourself, but he only also decides to shoot his shot because he's leaving. Yeah. And that's not a good time for starting a new relationship either. No, absolutely not. Oh, I'm about to leave, but I need to check with someone first. This is such a bad idea. They've been friends for 22 years. This is your Hail Mary and you what? Expect her to drop everything and move with you? Or what? Yeah, I don't know what his plan was. I don't either. Big yikes. Mm -hmm. My whole beef with Pete in this movie is that at the end of the movie, he's like, this is why I've been so off this whole week. I've been fighting for you. But he's been a freaking sad sack from the very beginning. Honestly. This was before Tad Hamilton even showed up in West Virginia. Yeah. He was just so sour, so pessimistic, so jaded. Mm-hmm. I was like, why? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was obviously extremely sarcastic, but only really in comparison to the female lead he's trying to win over. I don't necessarily think he's a bad character, but he's literally there with the two girl best friends mm -hmm. at a rom-com. Yeah. And they're crying at the end, obviously enjoying the film, and he's being such a weirdo grump about it. That's the thing. Like, I don't necessarily think he is a bad person, per se. And some of that sarcastic humor would be really funny. Yeah. But my real issue with the character is... That they're a bad match. Yeah. But also how entitled he feels to Rosie. Yeah. And that's what's making him grumpy. Oh, yeah. The sarcasm isn't the problem. It's him being super weird later. He does some strange things. When Rosalie wins the date to Tad Hamilton and they take her to the airport, he tells her basically not to have sex with Tad had, which first of all yep. she's at least 21 she can do whatever she wants she's an adult and then to oh no 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 but Jane don't bury the lead he keeps screaming guard your carnal treasure yes <gasps> he screams it at her <gasps> as she's walking through the <gasps> gate oh god vomit gross full vomit no <laughs> it would still be wrong but that's a speech you'd expect from the character's dad or mom or whoever yeah not your best friend what the hell that was super cringe. Uh, too much. Too much. Like, that's the kind of stuff where I don't hate the sarcasm. No. I think some of the things he said were actually pretty funny. Yeah, he's a sad boy. <laughs> he's worried about his friend falling in love with someone else. I don't necessarily hate that either. But, like, some of this writing to make him a trademark nice guy. Yeah. Ugh, get out of here. This was, like, before we had the term, quote, nice guy. Yeah. So. Nice guy TM. And I don't necessarily have an issue with the fact that he feels some type of way about the fact that Rosalie is falling for Tad, but it's the way that he goes about it that's problematic for me. And it's also that they start him so hot yeah. that the character doesn't really have anywhere to go with all the sarcasm for the movie, which is fine to establish it, but then we needed to see a little more variation and nuance. Yeah, he also could have played it a little bit better, to be honest. Mm. I think the line was delivered a little too harsh for us to like him. Yeah, This is your opening scene. Him saying, like, 
oh my gosh, you guys aren't buying this, right? Come on. Mm. Come on, guys. There's a lighter way to do it, still sarcastically. Whereas he's just like, oh, come on. These chick flicks. (laughs) Why do you like it? Yeah, he could have played that a little better a few times. And it would have helped us. But yeah, he's just too unlikable at the top. This love triangle, though, when it starts to play itself out, is honestly so damn funny. Yes. So she's got, you know, her interactions with Tad in L.A. She comes back. She's got her interactions with Pete in West Virginia. He's about to divulge his true feelings. Mm-hmm. In walks Tad. And then all these extra shenanigans start to ensue. I've told you this before, but I will always delight in male ego contests i find them so funny yes you said i find them unimaginably comical i cannot it's so messed up and this one was like peak (laughs) i don't know why they are so funny to me it feels so unnecessary like because it is but it's so much fun oh it's like tad ripping his shirt off to chop wood and then pete taking off his shirt pete doesn't look bad but like my guy you didn't need to do that also todd taking his shit off he rips his shit off buttons go flying oh yeah no i said rip no i'm adding to the fact i'm (laughs) emphasizing ripped oh yeah in case anyone missed it that shit's destroyed it's fine he's a movie star he can buy another All of that was so ridiculous. And then his weird, I've got to confront this guy, but doing it in the bathroom, it's been done. It's pretty funny and very uncomfortable when they do it at a urinal. And they upped the stakes on this one. Pete barges in on Todd, who's like, to say it delicately, doing a number two. (laughs) He's sitting down. It's all hanging out there. It can't smell great either. Yeah. It was just... The whole thing was also honestly so funny to me because Pete walks after Tad maybe, what, 15 seconds, 20 seconds after he had left? (laughs) Accounting for the time it takes to drop your pants, he's only been sitting on that toilet for 10 seconds. Oh, you were tracking this. (laughs) Well, because I thought it was so weird that he was there the whole time, doors open, there's no, for lack of a better word, movement going on. The entire time Pete's there harassing him, there's no sounds. There's nothing happening in that toilet. And then he goes and grabs a wad of toilet paper to wipe. But I was like, did you poopies in the first 10 seconds? That I was don't a quick, think so. That was a super quick. I think that quick... poop retreated back ret- into his body. <laughs> That's why I was like, I don't understand. I think it just went like, whoop. <laughs> it was just like had the quickest, quietest poopies ever. No, I don't think that man was doing anything. <laughs> just sitting there with his pants down for a break. I don't know. This is not what I thought we'd ever be discussing. But here we are. I just thought it was really weird, Jane, and I needed everyone else to know how weird it was. So strange. There was no sound. I didn't hear the plop oh, of a my goodness. And was... <laughs> You're welcome. Oh gosh. <laughs> I'm not sorry. (laughs) If I have to think about these things, so do you. (laughs) Oh my god. Noticed some of it, but not like. It was a lack of writing continuity and it bothered me. (laughs) Okay. I'm just gonna wipe my eyes. (laughs) I am dying. I'm so sorry. I don't think you 
I'm not. I'm 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 sorry that I'm no, like you're not. You've broken me though. I feel like you're probably red. My eyes are leaking. <laughs> okay. I am a professional. Okay, so you bringing up essentially dick measuring contest kind of dive straight into the shenanigans because that was one of the things that was up there for me in terms of shenanigans. Yes. Which first of all, the setup to this. Pete is giving Rosalie a whole dressing down in the grocery store and saying he's a celebrity, he's gone, you'll never see him again. Cut to Tad coming in, waving papers, saying like, I bought a farm, which is just (laughs) great. (laughs) Yup. And then Pete pretends to be neighborly by offering to teach Tad some jobs on the farm. But of course, Tad... He knows it all from his acting jobs. Yes. He just like crushes all the tasks. There's milking a cow. There's the wood chopping scene, which we've already touched on. Was there something else? Was it only those two? I felt like it was more. I think it was really just like walking into the barn was the first one and then it went to the cows and then the chopping wood was the highest escalation. He's just like, oh, I bought a house. And then they get there and he's like, well, really, it's just this barn. And (laughs) Pete is immediately just like, oh, I I guess you're just going to hire somebody to take care of all of this for you, right? You know, you can't handle this, right? (laughs) And then gets correct so that's always (laughs) delightful okay give me one of your shenanigans i would like to add to the list of shenanigans or maybe this is a trope but just the presence of nathan lane Uh, is a shenanigan i love it i like sean hayes too Mm -hmm. but nathan lane but the duo (laughs) the duo was really good and just like it's even better than that for everybody they're both Richard Levy. Yes, that's what I was just going to say. It was so unnecessary. It's just an extra sprinkling of shenanigans yep. that we didn't really need, but we deserved. And then when Rosalie questions it, one of them's like, Who is it? Yeah, who isn't named Richard <laughs> Levy? It's so good. So Even from the very top, this combo of scenes into one another honestly sets it so perfectly. So you go from the movie and you see the two best girlfriends and Pete being a sad sack. The ladies say, where do you think Tad Hamilton is right now? And Rosalie says, I bet he's in church. Uh-huh. Nope, he's drunk driving. So he's in his convertible with some woman with an open liquor bottle in the passenger seat. Canoodling. Then immediately cuts to a still shot of all of that that has been captured and put in the newspapers and now he's sitting with his agent and manager and they're ripping him apart and we immediately get to see the amazing duo of Nathan Lane's Richard Levy being very serious and to the point and business businessman and then you get to see silly goofy Sean Hayes Richard Levy be like but honestly that's the coolest thing you've ever done wow you're so fucking cool I love you yeah let's tell everybody how cool you are Nathan Lane is like (laughs) you drinking driving smoking leering and groping at the same time and Sean Hayes is like which was really cool honestly so freaking funny the two of them and the idea that you've made nathan lane the straight man is so funny to me right and for anyone who's not familiar the straight man is the one who says the serious things to set up the jokes for other people but nathan lane can't say things all that serious so honestly it's so good it's 
It's so good. It's so funny. <laughs> but he has some like really funny lines as well. So it's a really unusual straight man. I know. Because like, the straight man is usually like very deadpan. Super deadpan. Very serious. But this is a, such a good way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Nathan Lane in particular, but the Nathan Lane and Sean Hayes combo. The one-two combo. Stunning shenanigans. <laughs> I feel like the supporting cast in this movie is so good because even the concierge who's barely in the movie has some great lines, some great interactions. Seriously. Tad asks him if they have any sweets available and he's like, oh, we've got plenty of sweeties. Why don't you come to the front desk and grab yourself something sweet? A lollipop. (laughs) Yes. And then he's like, ha, ha, ha. No, no, I know what you mean. And no, we don't have any sweets available. And then the constant asking if this tiny backwater town's super old motel has a masseuse. What is happening? Over and over again. (laughs) No. I wonder if there's a masseuse on staff. Is there a masseuse on staff? Of course not. Because Todd asks, and then the... And then the Richard Levies ask. Yes. <laughs> then the Richards also ask. I love that. Honestly, too, and I wasn't sure, because that was like a walking offline. Mm. And I wonder if Sean had read that in the script previously and dropped it in, even though it wasn't actually his line, which would be <laughs> not unheard of and also just so brilliant. <laughs> Continuing the theme of the secondary characters being so great... Even Tad's limo driver oh my gosh. is barely on screen. When Rosalie pukes in the limo, you just hear the limo driver. You don't even see him. And he says, I'll just be here scrubbing this up. Yep. And then when Tad is like laying on thick one of his lines to Rosalie, it's just cut to the limo driver giving a spectacular eye roll. Oh my gosh, the face acting of that guy during that scene. So, so good. good. And then of course, we have to do a big old shout out and talk about Catherine Hahn. Yes, hey girl. Catherine Hahn. <laughs> Welcome back, Queen. We love you. Yes. So funny. She's so great. We started this movie. I didn't even remember her being in this. And Jane was like, they did Catherine Hahn dirty. And they kind of treat her poorly. Her character doesn't get a happy ending, let's say. But I wrote down, crimped hair, don't care. Uh, <laughs> love this early odds look. By treating her dirty, I mean, she has the most fortune of being in love with Pete. And then not only does he reject her, but she, the queen that she is, still gives him help and advice. And then I'm like, Pete, don't you have any other friends? She's the one there packing up his apartment for him. Mm-hmm. Correct. When he's running away. So that's what I mean by she was done dirty. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that resonates with me because I bartend. And so that felt like <laughs> real. <laughs> The amount of stories you hear from people, honestly. (laughs) She has this moment, which I super love. He's talking about the sadness of it all. She asks him, so is it love, big love, or great love? And he makes a face I don't understand. And she says, well, you know, love you get over in two weeks. Big love you get over in two months. And great love, that changes your life forever. And she looks at him. And he makes a face and she goes, oh, no, it's great love. And she reaches under the bar and immediately pours a shot. And if I haven't done that at least once a month, my entire bartending career, I would be lying to you. 
I, I often say that half of my job is pouring a drink and the other half is listening, just acting as an armchair therapist. <laughs> and she does it so well. That I don't mind. It's the fact that she like goes and packs up his apartment for him after clearly being in love with him. And I would have liked to see a happier ending for Catherine Hahn. That may just be because I love Catherine Hahn and yeah. I want her to be happy. <laughs> Seriously, though, why do they keep making her the girl who can't get the guy? I guess she got the guy at the end of How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved her so much in this. But also, why do you even like this sorry sad sack? She would break him in half. <laughs> Whatever. She likes what she likes. Yeah, girl. <laughs> for, for some reason. Plot reasons. <laughs> Speaking of Catherine Hahn, she's the only one who does somewhat of a southern accent. I know. This I didn't notice when I was a teenager because I also didn't know a lot about American geography. But we're in West Virginia. West Virginia. And no one has a southern accent. What's happening? I don't know. <laughs> Octavia had a slight accent. Yeah. Octavia and Catherine Hahn. The lightest of twangs. But the rest... I'm calling full-blown bad shenanigans on that because I was recently on a Zoom call that mm-hmm. included two folks from West Virginia and that was thick. <laughs> I mean, we may as well be in St. Louis. Seriously. Wherever. Seriously. And like, that's the other thing is we aren't in Nashville, right? We are in a middle of nowhere backwater town. Which makes total sense for like the juxtaposition between Todd and the rest of the town. But makes no sense for why the whole town doesn't have an accent. Yes, the whole town. Anyway, we can overlook it. Digress. I guess I forgot where they were from. They made a bunch of jokes about that too. They called them Okies at the beginning, which Mm -hmm. is so rude. Yeah. And then later on, Nathan Lane says something about, you went all the way to Montana to bag a girl. And he's like, no, I'm in West Virginia. (laughs) So they kept getting the state wrong too, which was really funny. (laughs) Okay, now this shenanigan... Rosalie is up with Tad and Pete is being a sad boy and he's at home and he's watching the extra big television because we in the 2000s. By extra big, I mean like big in the back, not a big screen. Yeah. Everything that Pete watches has Tad in it. Yeah. He's in every commercial and every preview and every show. There's an interview currently being done of him. Like it just doesn't stop. Yeah, he can't escape. But the thing, and I wonder if you noticed this, at the top of the movie, Tad gets home from his like philandering escapade and he's talking to his housekeeper. He says, gracias hasta el próximo miércoles. Yeah. And then with the advert for the energy drink, the name of the energy drink is Proximo Miércoles. <laughs> and so he's saying on the advert, ahora disponible en vernes en el supermercado, <laughs> which I just thought was such a funny callback because it's so tiny. I didn't notice that at all. That's so funny. <laughs> I thought it was amazing. Oh my gosh, that's so good. I apologize for my Spanish. Almost certainly butchered that. No, I really did not notice that at all. I remember thinking to myself, this commercial in Spanish for this drink is super bizarre but I didn't realize it was specifically to make as a callback the name of the drink is Proximo Miércoles so good I can't (laughs) these people were paying attention I love that to the cheesiness it's so intentional that's such good cheese And while we're on the secondary characters, I want to give a quick shout out to Kathy. Mm -hmm. I think 
Kathy is in love with Rosalie. Really? Interesting. Was that just me? I don't know. I didn't pick up on it. The way that she describes the fact that Rosalie could have been hooking up with Tad, like there's a conversation between Kathy and Pete at some point. And she goes into like really intense detail. And it was way too romantically charged. (laughs) I was like, oh, Kathy kind of likes her. I think Kathy's just like kind of generally very intense and horny because she says to Todd something to the effect of give me a ride in your car. And by the time we reach a particular point, I will have given myself to you in ways you'll only read about in a book in a drugstore or something. I was dead. That was so funny. Oh, man. Anyone can get it for Kathy. So I love that for her. Yeah. (laughs) And she's played by Jennifer Goodwin. And it's so much fun to see her in such a comedic role. Seriously. And Kathy being such a supportive friend really highlights how Pete isn't. Oh, my gosh. But if your headcanon is true that Kathy's slightly in love with Rosalie, this is how you behave. Yep. Kathy helps her raise the money to go on a date with Tad. She's excited for Rosalie. She asks for full details. She wants to know everything. She's supportive. Whereas Pete's just like off moping in a corner. So (laughs) So annoying. annoying. (laughs) We already talked a lot about Pete being a total sad sack and Topher Grace maybe overdoing some of the pessimism. Mm -hmm. But on the other side of that, Rosalie Futch, played by Kate Bosworth, I am entirely stunned and impressed with her performance in this. Yes. Because she managed to play, and I wrote this down, the most irritatingly adorable character mm-hmm. ever written and performed. And 99% of the time when I see that, I'm like, gag, stop. Nobody's like this. It's unbelievable because their only characteristic is being sweet, kind. Yeah, It's just terrible. But she manages to do it in a way that feels realistic and actually is genuinely charming. Yeah, this character easily could have been so irritating but she's not she is genuinely sweet and i think this is also saved by the fact that they give rosalie somewhat of a backbone yep she is not a total pushover yes she's naive yes she sees the best in people but she has somewhat of a backbone she stands up to pete she points out what Tad is saying is also rubbish. I think that makes her feel like a real person and not just this caricature Seriously. of butterflies and rainbows and sparkles. Not like that character we shall not name whose favorite flower is a daisy. <laughs> <laughs> This one was a real person who was also sweet. Yes. <laughs> Especially when Todd is trying to convince Rosalie to go to LA with him because he books the part, in part due to her. And he says, I'm in love with you. And Rosalie, very wisely, she says to Todd, She's like, you don't know anything about me. You're not in love with me. You're in love with the idea of me. Which I thought was... Girl, get it. Really good. Yes. Gosh, way to like somehow turn around a character as well josh duhamel is that how you say it i have no idea i don't know this guy really but josh playing tad hamilton he manages to be such a redeeming character by the end at the top of it i was so irritated i was like 
give me a break, guy. You have become fixated on the first woman who ever told you no. (laughs) That's the only reason why he's gone to West Virginia. Yeah, she's hot, but he needs to go pursue her and be overly affectionate and, like, drop the L word way too early solely based on the fact that She's the only person who ever said no, and now he's fixated. Like, this is not a love story for him. His brain broke when she said no. He did not understand. I will say, though, Todd Hamilton understands consent. He does indeed. He asked Rosalie, can I kiss you? Talk about... Lexi, can be done. Amazing consent in an early aughts movie. Right? Love it. And from a character who's... A creep. ...being portrayed as a douche. Yeah. You know? Like, he's supposed to be your stereotypical <laughs> hotshot lover boy from L.A. And yeah. he manages to be respectable. Except for the really awful writing at the end where he calls himself honorable. Oh, yikes. Oh, I can't. That drove me absolutely bonkers. You telling her the truth about stealing the six smiles line. Is the bare minimum. Yeah, that's not honorable, my guy. You did a terrible, terrible thing. Being honorable would have been not doing that in the first place. Mm-hmm. But oddly enough, This character has growth over the movie. It's kind of impressive. It is very impressive. Also, quick shout out to the one and only time anyone ever said, turn that private jet around and just (laughs) brought her back home on a private jet. It was honestly very funny. (laughs) He's just like, can you take me home now? And then they flip a U-turn in a private jet like it's nothing. Yeah, just quickly. (laughs) There's no other planes out there. No one else is flying to West Virginia. Yeah, like this isn't going to cost a ridiculous amount of money. I guess it's negligible. He's a movie star. (laughs) The other thing I have is I know they set it up that Tad is a movie star. Everyone in this town Everyone who comes into contact minds. with him, it's like their brain malfunctions. Yeah. They can't speak or they say weird things. <laughs> the dad offers him a chocolate martini. It was yeah. so funny. I just kept being like, why is the everyone malfunctioning? What is going on? <laughs> They're all just losing their minds the whole time. Yeah, this is probably the most exciting thing that has happened in this town ever. And ever. no one can deal. I don't have anything else to say with that stuff. It was just so silly and fun in so many bizarre ways. Even the dad character. So much I forget fun. his name, but he's been playing a dad for 30 years. I don't even, he still keeps playing dad characters on television. I love this guy. I'm so sorry I don't have your name ready, but we love you. You're very funny. The sage advice he gives to Pete at the end is sometimes you don't get the girl and life sucks. And Pete's like, uh, thanks. Gary Cole. <laughs> Shout out to Gary Cole. We love you. You're so funny. And after the interaction, when Tad picks Rosalie up for the date, and he goes to Rosalie, did I do okay? And Rosalie's like, yeah, you did great, Dad. Yeah, I loved that. This weird interaction. And he's so earnest. It's so cute. Yes. (laughs) Okay, one more. Rosalie is really a super fan of Tad's. And this is evident in this shenanigan where Tad has obviously been using lines from his movies to pick up women. Mm-hmm. And he tries the shtick on Rosalie and she just points out, oh, that's that quote from that movie. And Tad's like, wow, you really are a fan. She knows every movie. <laughs> And so she identifies all the quotes. She knows what movie he's pulling them from. She knows he's being disingenuine. And then the callback of that I loved because they were on the private jet. And she realizes 
that she's in love with Pete. And she says, have you ever known someone forever and not realize you were in love with them until something happens that you just can't ignore or something like that? Tad says to her, oh, what's that from? She's like, it's not from anything. I just said it to you now. Yeah. (laughs) I don't need to steal things. And I think he has this like light bulb moment of, oh, oh. I don't need to memorize lines. <gasps> Interesting. What a novel idea. <laughs> Speaking from the heart. Mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he's having a redemption moment. Yes. <laughs> so it's okay. He went on to be a better douchebag. I like to think so. Yeah. A little bit better. Marginally better. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we can hope for. Just be a little bit better. <laughs> That's all I'm asking of anyone. Just trying to be marginally better. You're not expecting a 180. Yeah. Like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings us to Fun Fab Fail. Fun Fab Fail. <laughs> we have a solid consensus again. Yes. And we've landed on Fun Fun. it's how to describe this movie right it's obviously very funny we had a lot of things that we loved about it i laughed a bunch there was a few moments but none of it was glaringly problematic Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day the happiest ending would have been rosalie saying no to both of them and maybe hooking up with Catherine hahn to be honest (laughs) she should not have been with either of these men no (laughs) the pick in this love triangle was really bad uninspiring both of them are losers (laughs) in their own right yes ugh We had so much fun watching this movie. I laughed so much. The secondary characters were amazing. Rosalie was a really good protagonist. And why this didn't land in a fab for me was because I'm not happy at the end of the movie with who she ends up with. Honestly, it's too important to skip that, though. It's very sweet, that ending scene. Yeah, it's a beautiful callback. Exactly. But I just... We go from him being a sarcastic sad boy about the kiss in the rain, do you want to dance with me, in the rom-com they're watching, to him being literally in the rain, Mm -hmm. the song starts playing on the radio, and he asks, I can't believe I'm saying this, but will you dance with me? Beautiful. 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 Perfect. But I'm like, where's my growth, my guy? You've stayed the same throughout this movie. I don't even need there to be growth for him. He needed to just not suck at the top. Yeah, so that's what I mean. (laughs) So I don't get the warm, mushy feeling inside that you're supposed to get when the girl ends up with the guy that she's quote supposed to yeah i just wasn't rooting for him as a protagonist i'm sorry to say yeah he's impossible to root for unfortunately and because of the lie that tad hamilton told rosalie i couldn't get behind her ending up with him either yeah that was that and some other things some psycho shit but primarily that that yeah, was really that's bad sociopathic like honestly yeah. it was super creepy but i love the movie yeah i'll happily watch it again i would watch it again as well <laughs> so much fun it was surprisingly better than i thought so many things done on purpose i wasn't expecting to land in a solid fun it was a soft fun yeah which is why we put the question mark <laughs> great movie so many things done with such intention to be funny yeah which i really appreciate we didn't need two richard levies but it was great that's so funny (laughs) we didn't need him to literally rip a shirt off that's very funny so good (laughs) 
Uh, so yeah, this was a solidly fun movie. Yeah. Not as fun as some of the others we've watched, but certainly fun enough to watch again. Definitely. <laughs> uh oh. Here we are. Here we are. Give, Give me, me the, the cheese, cheese, please. please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I like my cheese. I'm happy with where I landed. I feel like eh on my cheese, but I'm okay <laughs> enough with it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, right. Three, Three two, two, one. Craft singles on Wonder Bread. cheese wedges. What? <laughs> I didn't hear yours either. <laughs> Usually I catch like a glimpse, but I heard nothing. I just don't know what yours is. I heard yours. Oh, okay. I didn't hear yours. Mine is Malrose Sweet Milk Wedges. Ooh, I don't even know what that is. Mine was Craft Singles on Wonder Bread. Oh, we kind of in a similar territory. Oh, okay. Because I know what Craft Cheese is, and Malrose is our equivalent to Craft Cheese. Yes! Uh, kind of. Okay. <laughs> We're in the same ballpark, kind of. Okay, great. I <laughs> so love I think this. I know where you're going. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> Sorry, we just entertaining ourselves by knowing where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of telling you all about it, we just laugh. <laughs> I'm fine with that. That's okay. I think at a certain point, people will start to know where we're going with us. Yes, that's true. Let us know if you know before we told you. <laughs> I don't know if that made sense. I think it made okay. sense. Let's go. So wait, I don't know who's first. We're back to being <laughs> okay. confused. Which episode came before this? I think it's Moonstruck. Yes. Oh, wow. Moonstruck. What a ride. I'm still not over it. I still feel drunk thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I went second. Okay. I'll go first. So I did craft singles on Wonder Bread. Mm -hmm. This might be a quintessentially American thing. Obviously, the craft singles and the Wonder Bread certainly are. Definitely. But when I think of my nostalgic childhood Uh grilled cheese sandwich... A craft single on Wonder Bread that my grandma perfectly toasted with butter on the stove. The elements are just there. And of course, a craft single is not good. Like you can't put craft single on a cheese plate. It's not done. Mm-hmm. And Wonder Bread is garbage bread. It doesn't taste like anything. It's just there. It's easy. It's fluffy. But Together, you get something kind of nice. If I make a grilled cheese sandwich out of these items, I'm like, this is good. Yeah. I had fun. This is cheesy mm-hmm. just the right way. And I, I really, really liked it. But then when I take the two pieces apart, the Wonder Bread is Tad Hamilton <laughs> and the Kraft Single is our friend Pete. <laughs> and when I look at them individually, I don't want that for anyone. Yes. I don't want anyone to eat Wonder Bread by itself. I don't want that to have to be your life. And I don't want anyone to have Kraft Singles be the only cheese they ever get to eat. That's not a life worth living. And in the same way, I don't want Rosalie to be with either of them. Yes. This cannot be your options. But here we are. And it was, which is why I went with Kraft Singles on Wonder Bread, not the grilled cheese version, though. Ah, uh, I see. I see the nuance. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was so good. So dumb. The cheeses are so dumb. <laughs> I'm so tickled. The cheeses are ridiculous. They always were. But I love the fact that they are lining, which is really funny. Your turn. <laughs> okay, so I chose Malrose sweet milk cheese wedges. So Malrose is kind of like our craft 
cheese equivalent here. Ooh. And I'm also going for the nostalgia effect. And when we were growing up, if you get like a little triangular piece of cheese in foil, like that's how they come. They come in like this wheel Ooh. with like the different wedges and you'd like get that in your box for lunch. <laughs> and it's just like a nice little snack. You can put it on some provitas. It just brings that nostalgia. It's super creamy, but it's so processed, so synthetic, that mm-hmm. yellow, yellow, yellow. So that's bringing in the underwhelming choices of men. <laughs> but the marketing campaign that Malrose was doing in the 90s and early 2000s Ooh. with the most catchy jingle of like, Oh boy, mum remembered Malrose. Everyone was singing that. And it's so catchy. And because of how well they did with the marketing, you really felt that feeling when you'd open your lunchbox and you'd go like, oh, mum remembered Malrose. You know, it's just stuck in your head. Oh my gosh, that's so fun. Yeah. So there's so much enjoyment around it. And I felt like there was so much enjoyment around the unfortunate male leads. There was so much going on. It was so great. Laughing so much. Wonderful. That's my motivation. Oh my gosh, I love that. Also, there's a ad campaign for the contest right at the top. So I love that there's a whole ad campaign tie-in. Oh, yes. Oh, I didn't even make that connection. That's how good you are. (laughs) Oh, stop it, you. (laughs) I won't. I refuse. (laughs) Well, there you have it. That was our discussion of Win a Date with Tad Hamilton. Let us know your thoughts on the movie. Any shenanigans we may have missed or what cheese you think it is. Is there another processed kind of cheese in a different country? Let us know. Yeah. Are there other things that we could have been calling Topher Grace in addition to Sad Boy and (laughs) Creepy Boy? If you want to let us know, you could follow us on Instagram at shenanigans and Pod, or you could email us all of those sad boy suggestions at shenanigansandsuepod at gmail.com. We hope you'll join us next time. And until then, smile smile for for the the camera and and no brown liquor or cigarettes. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Okay, so the question that I'd been meaning to ask. Okay. What kind of Pringle is your favorite Pringle? Ooh, that's a good chocolate. Okay, cheese. The cheese. Of course. I know. That's a little too on the nose. What about you? Give me the cheese and onion. I mean, yeah, there's a reason why that segment ended up at the end. It's very on brand. We are what we eat. (laughs) 